I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Sports Virgins, the podcast from Pomodo, where a pair of total sport novices, that's me, Amy Vos, and me, Matt Richardson, get to learn all about the world of sport. On this episode, Matt digs in on refs again. Dear referee association, you you bloody (laughs) knobbers, we discussed hugging. The only reason I play anyway is so I can feel the soft touch of Dave. Gunnosaurus, but he's like the safest ever. He's in an out costume. He's not going to spread it. (laughs) And ice hockey. And he's basically a thug on skates who goes around. I think you're fine, guys. Uh, That's my official title these days. (laughs) It's time for the Sports Virgins. Here we go again then, lockdown sports virgins. Um, Matt, I thought I should just check you've not had any troll trolling from referees since last episode. Um, you know, they haven't. They, they haven't. They haven't. They've not got the balls to troll hang me, on, frankly. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got an angry message, actually, from the Referees Association. Did no. you? No. Yeah. Did you actually? Just basically stating how important the role they play and just without them, there is no sport. So I guess that's probably a good thing for you, Matt, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> Dear Referee Association, you-, <laughs> you bloody knobbers. You know what? That just that reinforces... That is such a referee response, oh, isn't it? Just, well, actually, without us, there's no spot at all. Oh, <laughs> piss off. You know what, I'm only they, joking, by the way. We got no response from the referees. No, I, mean, oh. I thought I'd just wind you up. You know what? It feels like the kind of thing they do. Just being like, actually, yeah. we'd really appreciate it if you um, if we we need a referee's day. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. So, so you're not going to apologise then? Um, you know, no, I'm not. I'm going to do what uh, what they commonly refer to these days as doubling down. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? If they'd have responded, that would have proved my point. And the fact they haven't responded, the yellow-bellied fucks, means that I'm right again. <laughs> I have to say, I'm joining your uh, campaign, Matt. Dylan sent us a couple of videos of referee examples where they've just been a little bit... Like the Gaza incident we talked about last week. I assumed when you told us that story, Dylan, that he was going to be classic Gaza, you know, really taking the piss up in their face. But no, he actually barely... It's like he picked up off the floor and he... It didn't even. It wasn't even very dramatic. He just sort of put it in the air. It was a real sense of humour failure. And the other one, yeah. the, the one where the ref falls. Oh my! It's it's like <laughs> it's hilarious, isn't it? A bad clown at a children's party. It's <laughs> you, it's like you know when you wrestle at your niece and you're like, oh, you're so strong. Like that's how he reacted. It was unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. So uh, hello, furious. hello to any referee, referee yeah. enjoying the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Today, welcome on board, you wankers. Any joke? Um, <laughs> oh dear. So, Dylan, <laughs> has there been any sport going on? I assume so, but 
Yeah, there's been a few things to cover off. Obviously, again, you know, with uh, the pandemic, it's disrupted as usual. But um, so on Sunday was the Man United-Liverpool derby. Well, I guess it's a rivalry more than a derby, I suppose, which is usually one of the biggest games in the English football calendar. And it had everything set up this year. They're both top of the league. You know, with, with a crowd, it would have been a huge occasion but obviously there was no crowd and it was a drab nil-nil stalemate. So I was disappointed with that. I was thinking that would be, you know, some good good material for for this week. But no, that was the big game that, yeah, it was a nil-nil stalemate. Sorry, I've been thinking about these derbies. Is there is there a derby derby? Uh, I think derby's biggest rivals, I think, are Notts Forest. So yeah. so there's not really like a, a local I suppose derby Nottingham's derby. Is, is Leicester, isn't it, right? Because I remember that would always Oh, go. here we go. Well, I'm just, I, you know. Yeah, but I think, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I think for Derby, as yeah. far as I know, the kind of like the beef is mainly with Nosferatu. So I think back in the okay, late fine. 70s, 80s, they were both really good. But I, st- I still think there's a lot of hostility between the two clubs. And I think geographically, they're quite close, aren't they, Amy? You would know. Uh, yes, yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very close. Yeah, so I think that's the that's the main derby, derby. Okay, sorry, that's the only thing I've been thinking of all week. I thought rather than Google it, I'm going to wait <laughs> until I've got Dylan. Yeah, there we go. There we go. The biggest news, sadly, from the football on the weekend is that the yeah. players were told to observe social distancing when celebrating a goal. I don't know if you um, have followed any of this. No. But why? Because let's be honest, surely they've all tested negative. And when you're on the pitch, you know, they're like, you can't change the game. They get close to each other. So that surely doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but they've just been told to limit things like hugging and high fives and all that stuff. But the players have all been complaining, saying, oh, you know, we may as well not play. And Which I think I find oh, a bit I- insensitive. Uh, you know what? How how toxic is masculinity that the only way they can get a hug is if they play football? So they're like, well, we might as, we might as well not play because I don't get to hug Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh well, you know what's the, what, I mean, the only reason? I, the only reason I play anyway is so I can feel the soft touch of Dave. Like, you know, <laughs> come on, just play the sport, guys. You're being paid two hundred thousand pounds a week. What they need to do is really take advantage of this situation and just come up with some unique celebrations. There's loads of things they could do. You know, work on their roly polies, um, <laughs> backflips. Like, really think about how they can step up the celebrations. Yeah, See, some of them have actually embraced that. Yeah, some people did embrace it and basically took the piss. You know, when they scored a goal, they were like, holding people off, doing air high fives and all that kind of Great. stuff. So you know, there was fine. a bit more of that. Maybe, maybe a good celebration is they score a goal, they run off the pitch and then come back two and a half minutes later in full PPE and then start kind of going <laughs> near everybody. <laughs> or just a giant yeah. PVC sheet. And they just sort of kiss each other through it. And like, you know, it's like a, yeah, I think it'd be great. Uh, so yeah, that was that. Um, the other football thing to cover off is, you know, the sports virgins jinx has striked, striked again. Um, so we were talking about Wayne Rooney last week about him being a player manager. It's not really a jinx. It's not really a, a positive thing. But I'm quite excited that we've got a jinx. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking about him being a player manager and we went through the whole player manager thing. And uh, anyway, he has just retired from football as a player and he's now full-time manager. Oh, Soswain. <laughs> we were so excited as well. Oh my God. Yeah, I guess it's, it's good news for, for Rooney because he was only interim player manager, but he's now been given the full-time manager role. So he's, Oh, he's so this is, what he, this is actually what he wanted. So it's not so much of a curse as we are the sports virgin's blessing. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's oh. it. But I, I, I'm putting a bet on here. I'm going to say here that there's no way we've seen the end of him as a player. I reckon as soon as they start struggling, he'll be thinking, oh, geez, you know, I can still do a job here and he'll come out to retirement as a 
player. Do you know what this has reminded me of? I saw um, on Twitter this week and it made me so jealous is Gary Neville stepping down. Sorry if this is one of your stories, Dylan, stepping down from being the uh, Women's England manager to go and take a job in Miami. I was like, yes, that's what you need to do at the moment to get away. He wants a winter break. He's like, sod this. I'm going to go to Miami. So a couple of things on that. Do you really want to go to um, uh, America at the moment while it's uh, sort of on fire, basically? Yes. Yeah, I don't care. As long as I'm by a beach and the sunshine, yes. It's in the news and you thought, I'll have a bit of that, please. I'll buy a gun. I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) So... I, I hate to be a referee here, oh, but here uh, oh. it's not Gary Neville, it's Phil Neville. So you were Sorry, close. Phil Neville. I was nearly there, wasn't one, I? One of the brothers. And yeah. uh, do you know why he's going to Miami? Because it's hot. <laughs> oh, probably, probably oh, no, a I know. Is it for Beckham's uh, team? That's it. It is, yeah. Into yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah. Is there a reason that, because it said that his contract was up in July, but he's going with immediate effect. I, I'm like, that is 100% because he just wants to get out of here, he wants a holiday. Um, but do you, would you say it's that? winter break or is there yeah. a reason he's gone early have you never had a job where you've given in your notice and they're like you know what don't have to work your notice you can go now because they're so annoyed you've given in your notice <laughs> like I, I i had this right. job for years when i worked in um a little estate agents and i'd worked there for, and they were really flexible when i was doing stand-up and stuff and then i gave in my notice and they were like they were so upset because I'd really because they'd really put themselves out to make the job flexible for me. They were like, "We don't even want you to work your notice because we're so angry with you for giving this in." So maybe that's they're just like, you know what, Gary, you just you just go, just you know what, no, we're fine, we're fine, but you go, Phil. Sorry, we keep going. Gary, we've, yeah, we've, we've basically ch- changed Gary's career trajectory in this episode. Whoops, but um, it's a classic job for the boys that though, isn't it? Beckham has just bought a football team in Miami. He's like, yeah, let's get my mates in. Is he, I mean, mates, and you, then? why not? I, you yeah. know, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, look, also, I suppose it, it's going to be big over there soon, isn't it? Like, I suppose there'll be a lot of money involved and. It's a nice life. You, you know, you, you're going to go and work in a football team in Miami and they're not going to be that good for a while. So it's not like you're going to be working all the time. You're not going to be on a coach to flip in Middlesbrough. Yeah. Exactly. You know who's going to be there soon? Colleen's going to be having a word in Wayne's ear, isn't she? She'd fancy oh, yeah. the Miami lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, Wayne's get- Imagine would. that though. Because they'd go over there, you know, obviously Phil's managing, but if Wayne was playing, I mean, that could be an opportunity because surely he's still better than the majority of like American Players. Yeah, he he played for DC United last season and was still really good. What's yeah, DC they are, like that? Oh, uh, Washington DC. Oh, Washington DC. As in, right? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, know um, yeah. yeah it's it's a lot of them go over post-retire. Like Frank Lampard spent a bit of time in New York. Yeah, he did. After yeah, he stopped playing because you can play. Uh, you, you're, even though you're too old here, you can play at a really high level there still. Yeah, yeah. you're basically cashing in because they're trying to build oh, the sport yeah. in the US. So there's a lot of money behind it. But it's great for them as well because they get the climate. You know, they get a nice holiday. They get the money and they still get the glory because they're suddenly they go to being the best again. Oh yeah, and you yeah. know when if you followed Christine Lampard at that time on Instagram, like, and she ever put up a photo of their flat, they were living in like a penthouse in downtown Manhattan. Like that is much better than when he was at Derby. <laughs> he was. He came. He, he literally came back to manage Derby. Can you imagine the bleakness of that after you've lived in a penthouse in Ma- Manhattan? Well, you, you don't know Derby. what there's some lovely houses in Derbyshire, Matt. Derbyshire, Derbyshire, not Derby. Mm. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're going to move on to cricket now. So Ooh. England are out in Sri Lanka playing a mm. test match series against them. Um, England won, so they won fairly comfortably in the end. And uh, Joe Root scored a double ton. Does, does that mean anything to you? Would it be 200? Yeah, so he scored uh, 200, which is a massive feat. So getting a 100 is a big achievement. Getting a double 100 is obviously a bigger achievement. Twice as hard. Yeah, well, getting a triple 100 is, you know, there's not many people. You can probably count on two hands how many people. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, is that in runs? Yeah, in runs, yeah. So Joe Root got uh, uh, over, I don't remember exactly the, the score he got, over 200. So he batted for eight hours uh, and faced 321 eight balls. Hours. Bloody hell. Yeah. I thought they a had a nice of... leisurely little time, but that's quite a stint. Yeah, that's, that's spread over a couple of days. It. There's a lot of concentration oh, right. going on there. I met him at a charity thing once and he was so funny. He was very lovely, very funny guy. Like, yeah, you know, guy you've ever did... met? Uh, uh, yeah, 100%. I've never met anyone that funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you know, he should be a comedian. You've got, real, you've got real ref energy. <laughs> but you know, when you meet a sportsman, you're not expecting them to be funny. Yeah, good on Joe Root. So he scored his fourth double ton. Um, so he's obviously England captain. He's got a good chance of breaking Alistair Cook's record if he continues, actually. So we'll watch out for that. But the, the real interesting story from this game, uh, aside from Root's double ton. Um, so this game was meant to be played back in March and a lot of fans travelled to Sri Lanka to watch the game but at the last minute it was cancelled because of the coronavirus so all the supporters travelled home apart from one lad who decided nah I'm going to stick around until the game gets replayed, thinking, you know, this coronavirus thing, it'll be over in a month or so. I'll just hang around for a month. Um, and then, obviously, it just continued and continued and dragged on and on. And then he decided, well, actually, I'm not going to go home now until this game is bloody happening, whenever it is. So he's been on an adventure in Sri Lanka for the last, what, nine, ten months. No way. So eventually the game actually happened and he was the only fan there. So obviously fans weren't allowed in the stadium, but there's a big mound overlooking the ground. I think it's like a big fort they have there, <laughs> this big historic fort in uh, wherever it was in Sri Lanka. Um, so he stood on that fort. He created some flags. So he put some flags up on the fort. Um, he sung Jerusalem at the top of his voice when uh, when England came out. Uh, and then the police came and told him to move away. Oh, no. If you were the England team, surely you just go, look, yeah. we'll just get, let's just get him some, uh, you know, uh, let's just get him in as part of the crew since he's been here for a year. Yeah, yeah so that's what happened, actually. So the, the next day he got himself a high-vis vest and a helmet thinking he'd just blend in as a construction worker and they won't notice, but that he got rumbled, so he got <laughs> caught out there. Oh, my God. Um, and then eventually the, the the England team made him like a part of their media team. So 
He was then allowed yeah. back on the floor to watch. So he was the only guy watching. He was singing songs and he was celebrating. And when Joe Root scored his double turn, obviously they salute like the balcony where all your teammates are. And uh, he turned to this one fan and saluted him. And he was the only oh, guy there amazing. to give him the That's animation. wicked. Oh yeah. my God, what a cool year. That, yeah, that, just stayed out there. That's amazing. You know what? That that is um, that's the same feeling I think you probably get as a player with that guy as when one person retweets you, like that. Just sort of like <laughs> yeah. you got my back. Yes, that guy yeah. there, you got my back. It's that bond, isn't it? That's yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. I love legend. that. Yeah. This guy's going to have a story for life now, isn't he? What's he been doing out there? That's what I like. Does he work? For, could he work from like remotely? Yeah, so, um, I think he was some kind of like digital uh, like marketing someone or a kind of designer or something so yeah he could work essentially from home so he worked from Sri Lanka he just wow. had a gap he just had a gap year it's just a great gap year just yeah yeah this one time on my gap year I was the only fan at an England cricket game it was absolutely (laughs) bad mate it was bad you know it helps that daddy owns the team but you know yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say Dylan the big story was that um, Stuart Broad got engaged to Molly from the Saturdays because I did see that this oh, I, d- I did well. not see that. Is that the case? Oh, did you it? not? Oh, call yourself a sports yeah. expert, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stuart Broad and Molly from the Saturdays. Wow. God, those Saturdays girls have done all right, haven't they? Yeah. They and uh, Rochelle has got someone as well, hasn't she? Is that her She's name? with Marvin from Marvin. JLS. Yeah, yeah. Not JLS. a sportsman, but a um, great dancer. Yeah. And <laughs> she, she presents Ninja Warrior, one of my favourite TV programmes. Is Ninja. Would you, Is go, would you do Ninja Warrior? I would love to do Ninja Warrior, but at my uh, declining age or increasing age, <laughs> I don't think I'll be very good anymore. Don't give up, Dylan. Don't give up. Come on. Hey, I would love right. to do Ninja Warrior. I'd be all over I'm, that. You know what? Like, I'm sure there's like, you know, like there used to be like, you could go and do like a total wipeout day. I'm sure there's like a Ninja Warrior day where you can go and yeah, do a Ninja sure Warrior course, not on telly to see if you can first. Oh, I would love to have gone on total wipeout. That was amazing. That was Kate Lawler did it. Did she? Yeah, yeah. Ask her about it. She uh, she had a she said it was the best thing ever. Yeah. Well, I chatted to Amanda Byron once. She hosted it and she said it was the best job in the world because they used to fly out to Argentina and just she'd be there for like months, wouldn't she? Yeah, she'd be there for like three months, and she just she said we just laughed every day. It was so funny. Yeah, you know what? Like this is more my speed on a podcast. Um, cancelled, cancelled uh, Saturday night TV shows. This is more my speed. Let's let's get on. <laughs> oh, who it's amazing don't- how we've managed to we've managed to get from cricket to total yeah. wipeout. Yeah. somehow it happens. <laughs> I just these they don't make them like that anymore. There was. Uh, did you see that streaker who did the Ninja Warrior in America? Did I send yes, that video? Yes, yes, that was amazing. In fact, was I was that? thinking of that when you were talking about it. I didn't realise it was you who had sent it. I suppose no one can stop you because it's really hard. That's true. <laughs> like they've just got yeah. some security blokes who are used to like telling people to like just don't stand there, please. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, you need to go and get him off off up there." And they're like, "I couldn't get into the police. Get him off I'm the monkey gonna... ladder." Yeah, I, I can't do. I obviously can't do an assault course. I failed it at police HQ. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing that, you know, the sort of the PC brigade has taken away from sport is the streaker. You just don't get many streakers these days. They were such good value. And do you know what? I remember when it was just our, like our at school, we had a big final, I don't know, I think it was a rugby game, um, like at college. So everyone was a bit more grown up and there was a girl... <laughs> There was a girl who basically got drunk before and she streaked the pitch. Was this you, and she was an absolute was <laughs> I wish I had. She was like an absolute legend at school for street you know, that was just a local streak. We've got a new challenge for Matt. You need to you need to streak yeah, Matt, you, at a, a sporting pee? event. 
Great you know what? The um, the only sporting event that's being played near me soon is um, the local girls' school uh, football games. So maybe streaking isn't for me. <laughs> maybe not that one. Yeah, maybe swerve that. Um, not that's probably not the publicity we need. Uh, so let's go back to the NFL. So you may remember last week I mentioned that it's the playoffs for the Super Bowl and the Tom Brady dream is still alive. So his team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are through to what is essentially the semi-final before getting to the Super Bowl. So, okay, so uh, how's this? Work? So, uh, what what is the situation in America? Because obviously, it's really bad over there, but they're still playing sport. I mean, the Super Bowl surely will be what empty. Yeah, it's going to be weird, isn't it? I mean, there oh. are. I think it it's different per state, but there are some fans in the ground. Then in the ground, they're not totally full by any means, and some of them have got zero. But there are some fans. But yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl is such a big event and such you know, the, a money spinner show, as well, yeah. isn't it? All the advertising and things, yeah. I think. And there is an advert like every eight minutes or something ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. But well, I mean, if anything, now they're going to have even more viewers. Well, I suppose it'd be the same, but if people aren't there. Yeah, it's going to be very odd but without people there. But um, the, the dream matchup in the Super Bowl will be for somebody who's tipped to be the new Tom Brady, which is Patrick Mahomes. He plays with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's like the new kid in the block, young quarterback. He won the Super Bowl last year. So they're in the other semi-final. So if, you know, it's the dream final between Brady and Mahomes would be an amazing Super Bowl. Although Patrick Mahomes did get concussion on the weekend. So uh, it's still TBC whether he's going to be fit enough. So, but hopefully they'll get through to the Super Bowl. And, and they're uh, both that good and that big to sort of carry the whole team because you're talking about it like they won, he won last year. Well, it's, but it's the team. But yeah, I, it, obviously, yeah, it, it's a team sport, but the quarterback gets so much of the credit in really? yeah yeah it's like being harry styles in one direction you know, they are they were a band but it was all about him yeah it's sort of that was the vibe yeah yeah exactly uh but then also so this weekend upcoming uh conor mcgregor is fighting in the ufc back in the ufc island uh the only reason i mention this is because after the last three fights he's retired each time so he's retired three times in the last four years why do they do this is it an attention thing I've got no idea. It must be an attention thing. Um, is it a money thing where they go, I'm retiring so they can get more money because they're being pulled out of retirement, maybe? But but surely once you play that trick once, it's not going to work the second and third time. No, <laughs> yeah. like people, do, people do it like Kiss have been on their farewell tour since 2000. Like maybe it's sort of like because they're, no, this time I'm really doing it. And, you know, and ultimately we're all idiots, so we just buy it. I don't really... It's, yeah, it's, a like, bit, it's, a, yeah. it's a bit like when there's an encore when you're at a, a show and you're like, we know you, they're like, bye everyone. It's like, we get the drill now. Everyone you've does it. Played, you're going to come back on. In fact, the most surprising. Yeah. The most surprising thing will be if you don't come back on. I find it quite weird now that we even do go through this rigmarole yeah. the whole time. But I, I hate that. I hate it when comedians do encores because I'm like, I've written a show. I've done the show. Like, you're not getting more. Like, it was really hard to no. write this. And, and also, the problem yeah, is if the gig doesn't go well enough, I'm not going to leave my best bit because you might not want to see it. It's not like you see the yeah. band, we're like, we've come for the song. Like, well, that was shit, we're going. I'm like, no, the last bit's really good. Yeah, Just I was absolute... about the dynamics of that. So, strange, some, like some comics do it, like, but what I hate, and I've seen a lot of this, um, I never do it. I'm like, that's it, I'm done. See you later. I don't, I don't do one cause. We've, I've done all of my stuff. I hate it when um, comedians do it and they come on and they, go, they do a Q&A. And I'm like, you've oh, just done an amazing nice. show. Now I've got to watch some fucking idiots ask you what your favourite strawberry is. <laughs> like, come on. How many train... options of strawberries are there? <laughs> I don't know. Big ones, small ones. I'm, I'm, uh... Like I said, they're that idiots. They're asking stupid s- questions. You know, when a band does it, 
you always know if you're going to come back on and do, I don't know, Wonderwall, whatever, you know if it's a big song, you know it's going to get the reaction. But like, it's quite risky for a comedian. You've really got to know yeah. that your final your final few jokes yeah. are, are really and, good. And but a f- there's a few that do it. Like I've seen Jimmy Carr do it and he kind of goes off and as people are clapping, like he walks straight back on. And I'm like, I mean, was that an encore <laughs> or a little walk? I don't really... <laughs> <laughs> Just back on Conor McGregor, I saw he did a lot of social media around his new watch the other day yeah. and I was like, well, that's a bit interesting and then I learned it was, in a million, it was a million pound watch. But when you look at it, I don't know if it actually tells the time. Seriously, it's just it's like this maze of cogs. Yeah. Um, also, you're asking to be mugged. I, I understand that mugging Conor McGregor totally. is, is a risky it's so thing funny. to do. <laughs> it's so funny you said this. I had this exact conversation with, with my boyfriend. I was like, he's like, what? Well, he said, why is he putting it on social media? And I, he'll get robbed. And I went, who's going to fight Conor McGregor? And he went, a group of 10 men with weapons. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, exactly. okay, yeah, good point. And he's organised crime big gang. No, he's Obviously not. He's, he's not hard, a bl- big exactly. bloke, is he? He's a small, um, crazy bloke, um, which yeah, is but often try more dangerous. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's very. Try and catch him. He's though. lugging that watch around. He can't go very fast anymore. I mean, he's done amazing to to get the status he's at because, you know, you'd assume with his fame and status that he is the best, but he's actually not. Is he not? Obviously, he he's very good. No, he's not the best. There's a but, guy I, called, but he's, uh, he's no, got but loads he was, of personality. Though, right? I mean, you know, he won a couple of big fights, but he's lost like four fights. I mean, I, I can't remember the exact stats, but he's lost something like three out of his last four fights or something. Yeah, but he's a showman, and, isn't he? Like he's he's yeah. he's entertaining. That's what, and that's yeah. Yeah. ultimately the, the most of that sport is entertainment. Although the other day, oh my god, um, talking about UFC, I um, I love the Onion, obviously, like you know the satirical website, yeah. and they put up a um, and they put up a, an article about like fake article, obviously a satirical article about parents cheering their children on in an under eight UFC fight. And I was like, oh, that's a very funny idea. I like the sound of that. And then someone had replied to it with an article about children's UFC, which is an actual thing they do in America. Is it? They all send their kids off and they do like an under 10s UFC and they beat the living shit out of each other. It's weird. I mean, it's not, but they they learn a lot of martial arts, don't they, first? Isn't that the way? So I like, I'd get that. That makes sense. But yeah, not to. Yeah, no, it's like, and they're in a a hexagon and everything, like a mini hexagon. It's. Uh, te- technicality octagon oh damn it oh, the I hate to be the referee here again <laughs> you were close yeah damn it oh it was, you know a few sides short <laughs> <laughs> story of your life yeah a few sides short of an octagon that's how I get described quite often actually <laughs> hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Now, I know it's going to be difficult to beat last week's revelation of the magic sponge, which I have still, I've been tickled by since that, but let's hand You've over. you tickled by the magic sponge. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have a wash. <laughs> oh dear. Let's move on to Jargon Clop. Hello, spot virgins. Jargon Clop here. This week's spotting jargon is gloves are off. The gloves are off. 
I mean, to me, is it just self-explanatory? Like boxing, you know, no. But, no, but no. You, you wouldn't be able to fight right? without the gloves. Oh, yeah, good tell point. You not to. No, the, well, the gloves are off is like, you have can you have a scrap, a right? You've got some yeah. beef. Yeah, yeah. It's like something, oh, the gloves are off. Like, you know, is it? Is it basically um, they're trying really hard now? Is that what it means? Like, all oh, the gloves are off. They're really giving it a good old go, this sportsman, oh. in whatever sport it is. No, it's, it's pretty much more like what Amy said. It's more kind of, you know, that's it. The gloves are off. No holding back. No mercy. There's a bit of beef. We're scrapping. Okay. Ooh. So, like, it, it, I think the origin of it is in boxing, whereby, you know, it's when you're, when you're boxing, there's rules, it's sanctioned, it's licensed, and there's gloves, etc. But anything unlicensed, you know, the gloves are off and it's like more sort of a street brawl. So that's it. There's, there's no, no rules, no holes barred. But these days, it's used a lot in ice hockey. Oh, because they, they take- actually do beat the crap out of each yeah. other, don't they? But, and I mean, you can't I think- even get, you, you only get 15 minutes in the sin bin, don't you? Even if you break someone's arm, like it is wild. Yeah, so ice hockey, I think they've clamped down on the rules a lot recently, but until very, very recently, having a one-on-one fight was actually part of the game, like was allowed. I'm how? Sorry, it was, it was just mean? like how they dealt with things. Yeah, so each ice hockey team has an enforcer and his job is to basically rough up the best players of the other team and just be a, bit, be a bit of a thug, yeah. What? That's not real. I don't believe that. I knew that it was a bit aggro and there was always scraps, but I didn't realise it was some... I just thought they were just quite an aggressive bunch, but I didn't realise... They're mostly Canadian, so I don't believe that. No, so each team has a designated enforcer and he's basically a thug on skates who goes around... I think you're fine, guys. Uh, That's my official title these days. So, (laughs) (laughs) So what... Um, I mean, he plays, so if the ball comes to him, does he just... Yeah, he's he all right. It's, it's, it's not a ball, it's a puck. Sorry, the puck. <laughs> like a ball on yeah. ice would so be So what, will he literally disaster. just, I don't know, yeah, he, he's like okay. bowl into people and like elbow them and stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's just a bit of a thug. He just like starts fights with people, tries to, you know, intimidate the other players. But then obviously the other team has an enforcer. So when the two enforcers are on the team together, <laughs> they, they, they basically clash. And so quite often they will decide, sometimes they predetermine when the ref blows the whistle, they just don't bother with a puck. They'll both just drop their sticks. The gloves, they'll put their, take their gloves off. So that's the sort of terminology. The gloves are off. Take the helmets off and they'll square off and just have a fight. And what? The, that's yeah, wild. And, and the refs allow this to happen until they hit the ice. So they're allowed to fight as long as, pos- as, long as they want until they're on the floor and then the refs are all in and they split up. And oh, then they I both love- get sin binned. I love that. that I th- what I already think is quite an exciting sport because they're on ice and on ice skates um, and it's dangerous and fast. And then they're just like, well, right, guys, uh, meeting at you know the, um, the NHL's headquarters and they're like, what we need? We need a bit of excitement in the middle of the match. What should we have? Let's have a bit of boxing. Yeah, a bit of, crazy. Not even a bit of boxing, a bit of bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like I, I hate fighting. I can't bear it. I can't watch it. Like boxing, I can stand because, like you say, it's controlled and it's sport. But I yeah. still struggle. But so why I wouldn't like if you took your kids to that? How is how has that happened? Has it always been like that? That just seems yeah. So I mean, th- like I said, they have clamped down on it. So I don't think they're allowed to do that these days. But we're literally talking a couple of years ago. This was still in place. So we're not talking back. Oh, in the good old days. I love this. Um, I think and the cr- um, the crowd loves it. The crowd, like you know, they. 
they're all for it. And Kill him! Why are they yeah. so angry? <laughs> it's just oh, like, yeah. you know I'd what, be maybe... nervous. Wouldn't you be nervous, though, if you're an ice skater no, and you're like, I think... today I'm going pl- to ice skate and possibly have a fight? I think this um, this is going to go on my list of sports we need to go and see at Ali Pali because they do do ice skating at Ali Pali tournaments, ice hockey. Like, there's loads of it up there. And is, so, this, is it legal over... Do they do that over here as well? Or is I it think, just... Yeah, it's the rules, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you just do... And it's, and it's... And also, they're, the, they're not what? big professional teams. So, like, I imagine they're quite they're quite into all that so maybe we just do we do the darts and then the next day hungover we go to the ice hockey like let's, it, yeah. let's have like a couple of days watching sort of slightly different sports up there i think that'd be great for this podcast i'd love that i'd love to go and watch anything at the moment so can't yeah, we <laughs> the weird thing i've read about hockey before um you know because i do read loads of sport things in between uh, a very interesting article i stopped to do this podcast about the uh the uh, black market truffle trade um oh, okay but, uh, oh very relatable kind of thing that I read, you know. <laughs> Not remotely of, middle class. I'm a man of the people. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was basically like they don't get their teeth replaced, hockey players, because they've all got teeth knocked out. Like loads of them have no teeth really. But they see it as like a battle scar. Like it's like a sign of honour. So they often will go their whole career with like teeth missing and it's not till they retire that they then have a full set put back in because it's kind of no like... But there's no point as well because you well, spend yeah, all I that suppose. money on veneers and then you'd... Uh... But I think they're they're really well paid. Like it's like, you know, in Canada, they're like multi, multi-millionaires hockey players. Right. Okay, so uh, thank you, Jargon, for that. Sh- should we move on to the to the quiz? Go on, <gasps> quiz Look, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about this today. I'm feeling pumped. I'm feeling excited. I've done some research on different sports in the hope that some of it comes up. I'm doing homework now. I've realised I just need to really start taking this much more seriously if I've got any hope of winning it. So the gloves are off, yeah, Matt. They really are. Gloves are bloody off. See what I did there. I'm going yeah, to throw the magic uh, sponge so, at you in a minute. You're getting good at this podcast, like we're, we're all sort of getting quite <laughs> slick. I'm very impressed with us. Jargon <laughs> is the only one who needs to up his game. <laughs> okay, so the the score is 70 to 62 to Amy. So there's an eight so point difference. But this is your week, Matt. Um, this is we'll my week. Well, no, I don't... Look, it's quite annoying because I don't just need it to be my week. I need it to really not be Amy's. Question number one. What country is Arsene Wenger from? I think that's an easy one, but you never know. Amy. Well, I'm guessing Germany. Matt. I'm also guessing Germany. Oh, okay, maybe not so easy. Uh, France. Really? Really? Yeah. That's a very German Hello, sports name, virgins. Though? Arsene Wenger. Yeah, yeah, it's very German. If he's uh, yeah, he's French. That's, Sorry, that's that. not a French oh, okay. name, is it? Uh, maybe he was a French. Well, if we or... didn't, if we didn't step in in 1940, whatever, he would have been bloody German, <laughs> wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number two: True or false? Anthony Joshua has wrestled in the WWE. Matt, I'm going to go false. Amy? Yeah, I'm going false. It is false, but <sighs> the. The slight sort of trick with that is that Tyson Fury did. Did he? <laughs> yeah, so Tyson oh. Fury wrestled in the WWE. I'd like to see that. Yeah, and he's a big publicity stunt, obviously, but uh, so he really good, it, actually. Here's an interesting question, um, just while we're on it. For this podcast, are we considering WWE a sport or an entertainment? I know that we are talking about sportsmen, but what would what would you deem it, Dylan? I, I'm a big fan of the WWE, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't watch it, but... I, 
WWF as it was, but I'm a big fan of that as a kind of sports entertainment. I know it's not sport because it's scripted. It's more of a soap opera than a actual it's, competitive. Yeah, sport. it's 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 Coronation Street mixed with boxing, basically, isn't it? That's yeah, like yeah. The, the but vibe. just I, I really appreciate. The it's amazing. Of those it's records. so amazing. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I love that it's it's so camp, really, because there's all the yeah. story and the. I love it. It's a, such a bit of me. Yeah, yeah I was just I'm just curious show. what you'd think it would be, sport or entertainment. If but you when you look pick. at these, uh, when you look at these wrestlers, they're not only them. They're, they're massive, so they're like you know six foot five, and they're in incredible condition. They're like you know good nick most yeah, of them, yeah, yeah. and they're massive. So that's the first thing. And they're really athletic. They can do like a backflip off the top rope. So that's yeah. one really plus point. And it's quite hard to, you know, the fitness levels need to be high because it's a lot of aerobic activity going on in there. Plus, they need to remember the sequences and the plot. Then they need to speak a monologue of about five, ten minutes in front of a crowd of 20,000 people live on TV without messing up in character. I mean, these are all hard skills. They're really, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I've not said a lot because I just really don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, Donald Trump was in WrestleMania once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, that is yeah. bizarre, isn't it? Anyway, so that's the WWE. We've uh, migrated onto that. So where are we? Quiz. We've done two questions, and we're one all. Okay. Sorry, so, sorry. We've we've really digressed. That's, that's all right. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, question number three. Name one brand of golf ball. Um, Amy, do you want to go first? American Pro. Okay, Matt. Tight list. <laughs> Correct. Amy, wrong. I'm sure there's a shop called American Pro Golf, isn't there? Uh, yeah, in every town. American with, Golf. There's always a guy with a sign hold with it as well, isn't there? Like yeah, advertising a golf sale. Yeah. Yeah. Is that not a ball? Okay. That's, that, that's, that's not the jobby one, is it? Poor guy. No. Okay, so question number four. What colour is the card for a sin bin in rugby? Ooh. Matt. I think this is a trick question and it's red as well. I think you're trying to catch us off guard. Amy. I was going to say, I was thinking trick question. I was going to say, I was going to say yellow, but I'm going to throw out a blue. (laughs) (laughs) There's no blue cards. It's actually yellow. It's not a trick question. So close. (laughs) Okay. Number five. Uh, So it's five and six together. So there's going to be two points for this. Okay. Um, Name two throwing events in athletics. Uh, Matt. Uh, the discus and the shot put. Okay. Amy? I'd go for javelin and the shot put. Okay, yeah, easy. Yeah, discus, javelin, shot put. Hammer was the other one. Ooh, yeah, did hammers. you guys get two points? Two, two points each for that. Well done. Ooh. I thought that was going to be too easy. Anyway. Let's it's nice to have a little, little easy one. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Lull us into a false sense Build of confidence. <laughs> so we're now on to number seven. Uh, name one person that Lennox Lewis fought. Now, do you know who Lennox Lewis is? Yes. Yeah, one of the biggest boxers of the 90s, right? Yeah, so name one person that he fought. Ready? Yeah. Yes. Chris Eubank? Uh, Matt. Mike Tyson. Matt is correct. AB, yes! He didn't fight Chris Eubank? No, they're a different weight category. So Lewis is a heavyweight. What if I'd said Nigel Benn? Nigel no, Benn. My, Nigel Benn fought Eubank. They're both middleweights. Isn't Nigel Benn a? Isn't Nigel Benn a politician? He sounds like a politician. <laughs> I think that's Tony Benn, isn't it? Oh right, yeah. There we go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I put it to you, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had uh, Frank Bruno. No. Mike Tyson. Oh, okay. Evander Holyfield. Klitschko. Balls. Oh, never mind. Okay. You pick the well, one uh, boxer he didn't fight, basically. 
Yeah, different weight category. So, uh, question number eight. Let's move on to your favourite question, dead or alive. Yay! <laughs> Hopefully you know this person. So we're going dead or alive, Des Lynam, the broadcaster who presented like Grandstand and Match of the Day and stuff back in the day. Matt, what do you think? Dead. Amy? I'm hoping he's alive, otherwise I'm going to be in for a terrible shock. Des Lynam is still alive. Yes! Go on, Des. You keep fighting that good fight. <laughs> he's uh, he's 78 years old, so... Uh... Oh, he's not even that old, really. <laughs> no, oh. I know. It's a bit harsh putting him in the dead or alive category, isn't it? <laughs> but, it's, oh, no, but, it, no, but he's not been on telly for a long time, has he now? He hasn't, no. He Must hasn't. Be, I mean, yeah. I didn't even know myself, to be honest. I forgot. Yeah. I could have got. I, I could have thought the same with like Terry Wogan. I was like, him and Terry Wogan are the same category for me. Yeah, I know oh, what you really? mean. Yeah, sort of era, era wise. Yeah. yeah. But okay. Wogan's dead. Wogan right? is dead. Yeah, Wogan yeah. died a few years ago. Yeah. Okay, on to a lighter note. You're going to love this question. Alive or alive? <laughs> question number nine. This could work for dead or alive, actually, come to think of it, but it's not. Question number nine. Who is Gunnosaurus Rex? Gunnosaurus Rex. Who is he? Oh, or she? Trying to, think, trying to think of a footballer with tiny arms. <laughs> um, I, just, just, I just don't understand what you're saying to me. That's not a name. Gunnosaurus is it? Rex. Oh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> okay, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. You use your imagination. Yeah, I've got an idea. Okay then, Amy, you go for it. Is it the mascot for Arsenal? Are they Gunners? Okay, Matt, do you want to throw a guess out there? Um, I think it is. Um, I think it's a tennis player because their arms are like, God, look at those guns fire. And it's like, um, uh, what's he called? Djokovic. That's my guess. Well, actually, Nadal is well known for having one big gun. As in, like, oh, his right. bicep on one side is massive and the other one, yeah. 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 Okay. All that travelling away yeah. from the wife, innit? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be a good nickname for him. <laughs> Nadal could be Gunnosaurus Rex. But no, Gunnosaurus Rex is the mascot for Arsenal Football Club. No! Oh, wow! So oh annoying. Oh, my God. Well, worked out, oh Detective my God. Amy. You know what? Oh, I think, can I just I have think... a moment? I'm so proud of myself. That was such a random guess. I think we should. I think we should definitely delve into mascots one week. I think that's. A, oh, I think that definitely. is a rich seam of yes. conversation for us three. So yeah. we've got. So Gunnosaurus Rex. The reason why he was in the press recently, or, or do you know why he was in the media recently? Sex scandal. <laughs> <laughs> um, he kept touching women. And he was like, "I literally can't." I mean, look at me. <laughs> so I'll tell you if you don't know. So Gunnosaurus Rex, when the coronavirus first hit and uh, people were being put on furlough so Arsenal Football Club fired him what? let him go but he's of... like the safest ever he's in an out costume he's not going to spread it <laughs> but because there, there was no football and to save money they let go a lot of people including Gunnosaurus Rex bear in mind some of their players were on 300 grand a week that's insane let go what, what does a football mascot guy earn? you know that's what crazy. what they should do is those players just give take off 200 pound a week from they could you know what those footballers could have like taken a half money pay cut for a bit so, so everyone so could stay employed so Mesut Ozil who we mentioned last week who is probably going to be transferred away from Arsenal in this transfer window yeah. he's going to go to back to Turkey and sign for one of the Turkish teams Fenerbahce but anyway so he's been on a bit of a standoff against Arsenal highest paid player he's not playing so he then offered to pay Gunnosaurus Rex's salary if he came back and it was a big like a, a publicity one up against Arsenal for him because he got a lot of positive press 
and that looked yeah. really bad on Arsenal, the fact that he's decided to do that. So it painted him as the good guy versus Arsenal and the bad people. Great. Yeah, and did good, he come back? Man. We'll check, but on the mascots, we will definitely do something about, about this because there's some classic stories about mascots. We, maybe we'll come back to this next week. Yes, like that. Okay, so we've got one question left in the quiz. We're still doing the quiz, remember? Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, last question. Sorry. Okay, question number 10. The last question is, who is Michael Vaughan? Um, Matt, do you want to go first? Uh, he's a wrestler, is what I'm going for. Okay. Uh, Amy? <sighs> He's either a cricketer or a rower. I'm going cricketer. Michael Vaughan is a cricketer. He is not. Oh, I would love to see him as a wrestler. He Why is he not? Him. Is he not the type? No. Nah. Is he, he still? He was, is he still playing? Or is he? No, he's ex. So he was the England cricket captain during the Ashes in 2005 when they first won the Ashes for like 20 odd years or so. Uh, he's now a commentator, obviously. And uh, yeah, he does does all sorts of different biz, but yeah, he's a cricketer. So uh, well done, Amy. You won the quiz. Yay, it's fine, well Amy. That's so, annoying. Sorry, Matt. Oh. Going further ahead, the scores are now seventy six to sixty seven. So did I close right. the gap at all? You did not. You widened the gap on that one, but only by one though. So <sighs> progress. You know, yeah, progress. I suppose. Yeah. Well, it isn't though, is it? It's the op- it's it's the opposite of progress. Yeah, it's regressing. Well, commiserations, Matt. I thought 2021 was your year. Still time if you're swatting up, you know, learn about you. Oh, my God. It's all about the mascots, Matt. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think uh, another goal for us should be to actually be a mascot. Like, if we could do a guest spot and (laughs) go out on the pitch, that would be my dream. That would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, why don't we... Maybe, you know, like how Ryan Reynolds and um, that other guy bought the team. Um, Maybe there's, like, a campaign where us three become the mascots for a team. Yeah. Look, totally. I think I think all we need to do is we need to hang around at the end of the series of The Masked Singer and when they're chucking the costumes, <gasps> just grab a couple of them and then we just go and like shop ourselves around to some small teams like Wantage FC. To be like, yes. we'll come and do it for nothing. We'll pay you to be the mascots. Yeah. yeah they're you, great assume, costumes as well, aren't they? Yeah. The you'd assume that Wrexham yeah. would be dragons because they play in red, they're Welsh... So you'd assume that the mascot is going to be a dragon. Look, so let me just let's. Why don't we just tweet? Why don't we just tweet Ryan Reynolds being like, "Look, if you're looking for mascots, our podcast are happy to do it." Yes, <laughs> let's get Ryan in on the podcast as well. <laughs> let's just, yeah. I think that would let's be just, good. Let's just like whack off an email to him. Yeah, yeah, do it. And then, why not? Well, with I think it. we could do that. We could, yeah. we could all dress as three giant microphones and be like the podcast mascots <laughs> or something. And just make sure there's <laughs> yeah. the Komodo logo on them, and then we're all happy. Well, you know, the the Pomodo as a name was kind of came from a dragon. The Komodo. 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 So yeah, 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 there's yeah, a very link nice. there. Yeah. We've got it all nailed. Ryan, we're coming for you. Yes. Watch your back. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Sports Virgins, a Pomodo production. Please follow us and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on your social media platform of choice. We are at Sports Virgins. Follow us, tell us some sports facts, or more preferably, tell us that you know less than us. That would help, or any kind of sporting stupidity, please. Please.